We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Right. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I have a very special guest with me in the house today. Elise Basine, welcome to the show, my friend. Elise is a breathwork practitioner, a spiritual mentor, and the CEO of Elise Breathes LLC. She has her master's degree in counseling psychology and certifications in both social emotional learning and mindfulness practices, as well as an extensive background in mental health field where she served as a school counselor for 10 plus years and received a grant to implement meditation program into her school. Okay, Elise, we just have to stop there for a second. That is incredible because I say all the time how important the work that we're doing today is for education. Like, why didn't we learn this when we were younger? Why didn't we learn the skills of having the emotional intelligence that we are developing now as adults? So I love that you were, you received a grant to implement meditation program into your school. Yeah. I mean, there's that, that could be a whole other podcast episode around why we don't learn these things in school, but, um, I'm sure that's, that can be a conversation for another day, but yeah, it's something that, you know, as I moved through my career as a school counselor, it just became evident to me, all of the different, um, voids that exist in education and all of the different deficits that exist within education. And, you know, gradually as I grew, felt more and more comfortable bringing my gifts and abilities to the forefront in my career as a school counselor. And yes, at the very end of my career, I created a meditation program for middle school students. I am very passionate about um, working with middle school students, I think partly because that was the time in my life when I struggled so much. And I actually got a lot of healing and reconciliation in my own life just from working with middle school kids for so long. So I created a meditation curriculum specifically for that. Them, and I did receive a grant to implement it for the entire school. And I had also started collecting data so we could like prove that it worked, but then COVID happened and I actually never ended up going back to work because I started my business. So, um, but I'm sure, you know, it would have progressed. And also I still would love to do it. I have a dream at some point of, you know, going back to, you know, on more of a consultant level to help put this curriculum into schools. Mm, I love that so much. I couldn't agree more with the middle school. Um, I know that you, you like your mission is to heal trauma. And I do believe so much of the stuff that we experience in middle school is what shape us as adults. So I think that being able to have those tools when you're in middle school, it make such a difference. 
Yes, absolutely. It's a game changer. And, you know, I think a lot of what we end up dealing with now as adults is just a result of not being able or not having the tools or the awareness to deal with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so much, so many of us are walking around with a ton of suppressed emotional energy, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, breath work is such an important tool, but yeah, it all kind of starts when we're younger of just not having the modeling, the tools or the awareness to deal with our emotions in a healthy way. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to talk about breath work with you because I know that you help high achieving women that feel stuck in their wealth, partnerships, psychic abilities, and anything else that's happened in their life. Like I know that's what you focus on because high achieving women, they tend to run high stress. Um, and they tend to try to do the most. And I've noticed because that used to be me was my way of avoiding how I was feeling. Like I didn't know, I didn't know how to sit with the negative emotions and process them. So I just thought that I had to be doing things all the time and achieving more in order to uh, stay away from those difficult emotions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times we can think that the answer to, you know, a feeling of, you know, comparing yourself to someone else or feeling not good enough or feeling like you're not enough or feeling like you're not doing enough. We think the answer to that is doing more. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us and including myself, I used to do this too, is then it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do in order to make this feeling go away? But really that's not the answer because the feeling is coming from a much deeper place. And we need to kind of get to the root of that versus thinking that just taking action alone is going to make it go away or heal it somehow. Mm. Oh, yes. I couldn't agree more. It's just, that's been the conditioning and the programming that we have. So many of us have in our mind. It's like, if I just do more, then I won't feel this, this void, this lack in my body when the answer is to do less to process it and feel it. So I I love, you know, this idea of breath work to tap into your full and highest potential. I know you mentioned that you help um, high achieving women tap into their psychic abilities. And uh, like, to me, that ties in with potential. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you got in as a breathwork practitioner and how you utilize breathwork to help women tap into their psychic abilities. Yeah, definitely. So I I think my story is unique in that I have been teaching and practicing breathwork for more than half of my life at this point. So I discovered breathwork when I was 19 years old. So it's something that has been with me for a really long time. I started training as a breathwork practitioner as when I was 20 years old and I was pretty much, I don't know, I didn't know exactly why at the time that I was so drawn to it, but I was always, you know, on a spiritual path, even at, you know, at a very young age. So it's been a part of who I am for so long. And it's always been this thing that I know has shaped the way I perceive the world and has allowed me to have a much higher perspective on myself, my life and the world in general. So you know, it's something that's been with me for a long time. So it's hard to even like separate myself from it. So, you know, 
it, it was something where I discovered at a young age, I, and it was always something I kind of did on the side. And then in 2019, I got a really strong nudge that I needed to be doing something other than being a school counselor. I kind of knew that for a while, but I had gotten a new job and it, it, on paper, it was exactly the manifestation of the exact job I would have wanted. It was a really amazing school. The principal I worked for was so amazing. And it was, you know, I was allowed to do the meditation. I got a raise. It was all these things. But when I got there, I quickly realized that that wasn't what I was looking for. And there was more that I was meant to do and I could feel it. I just wasn't sure what it was. So I started working with a coach and then pretty quickly realized it was time for me to start my business. And then right after I started my business, COVID happened. So it was just like this perfect time for me to move forward and start my business. And I initially thought I was just going to be doing breath work with people, but it just evolved into so many other things. But breath work is always at the crux. So every single thing that I do, every program I teach, breath work is going to be part of what you do. So for me, it's just been something that I know is going to give people a ton of momentum, a ton of understanding on deeper levels of who they are, what they're meant to do. And then also to bring it back to the emotional stuff, breath work will allow you to process a ton of stuck emotional energy that we're all carrying around. And when we do that, it creates this ability to not only know yourself on a deeper level, but your psychic abilities open up because I truly believe and know that all humans have psychic abilities. It's just a matter of not only tapping into them, but clearing through and processing the the trauma, the old belief systems, the, you know, subscribing to the ancestral patterns of lack and scarcity and all the places that we think we're constricted or we think we have to do things a certain way. And we, when we kind of move past all of that, we open up to the truth of who we are, which is that we do have abilities to tap into higher states of consciousness. We do have the ability to be, to, you know, use telepathy or other ways of communicating other than, you know, with our voice. So there's so much that's available to us once we get past the programming that we've all been subjected to from our family, from the ancestral lines, from society and breathwork is just a really quick and potent way to do that. Mm. I love that you've been doing this for breathwork for so long. I think for me, I've been doing, I just started yoga when I was really young because my sister was into it. And that's, I, that was always my form of breath work. And then as I've gotten older, I've noticed more and more that like, there's a, like breath work in itself is its own type of yoga. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> it is its own type of yoga. There are so many different modalities of breath work that I didn't even know. I like, I was always just so used to like one breath per movement and all that. And then box breathing and, you know, doing the alternate breath. And I thought that was it. And then I opened my eyes up to this whole world of breath work. And I'm like, this is its own yoga. And it is still very active. And I do believe that it it really does have transformational power and you don't need anything but your breath. So I know my community and I know my listeners and they're always, they're like, okay, this sounds great, but how do I do it? How do I use my breath to tap into my psychic abilities? Yeah. So the type of breath work that I teach is called conscious connected breathing. And I've kind of created my own 
breath work through that. So the actual breath that you do is very simple and very gentle. And I think that's one reason people always tell me why they love my breath work so much is because it's not forceful and it doesn't kind of create, you know, that fear or contraction in your body. Cause I know some of the breath work that's a little more intense. People are like, oh my gosh, it's so intense. You know, I kind of clamp up or I get afraid to do it. And the breath work that I teach is really around working with the wisdom of your body, because I do believe that the body has a natural intelligence and natural wisdom. And we just have to create the space and the circumstances for that wisdom to start moving through the body. And that's what we do with the breath work that I teach. So, you know, I, when I teach breath work, I also channel. So I'm a channel, I'm a pretty clear channel, and I can tune into these higher levels of information, higher states of consciousness. And I, that comes through me when I'm leading breath work. So I teach it through either live, some of my programs, I teach it live, or I create these recordings that are for specific things. So for example, in my program, The Metamorphosis, we clear all of your family and ancestral trauma. So I have a breathwork session to clear the mother wound. I have a breathwork session for the father wound. I have a breathwork session for your sibling dynamics to clear. So I use the breathwork technique along with my ability to channel these healing frequencies so that you can clear out those things that are blocking you from tapping into your psychic abilities, from tapping into your purpose or the truth of who you are. And then as you do it, those things will naturally start to come through it. And it's funny because I didn't even realize in the beginning when I created the metamorphosis that this would happen for people. But what started to happen as people went through the program is all of a sudden their psychic abilities started coming online or all of a sudden they would be like, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm supposed to heal people through sound or I'm think, I think I'm supposed to heal people this way or they'd come up with their own healing modality. And I, I started to realize that because they were clearing these deeper, lower frequency patterns that were kind of holding them in this place, all of a sudden they had access to what they were truly meant to do on the planet. And it just started to come through them. So it opens people up to their abilities in a way that, you know, I had never seen before. That's amazing. So you you use your psychic powers, right? Like your ability to channel, to help clear, you know, the blockages, the things that are stopping people from tapping into whatever it is their potential is. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it's interesting too, because it wasn't something that I necessarily thought of, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to channel while people are doing breath work, (laughs) but like it just started happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and now it's, it's a thing, you know, so it's kind of my own specific way where I'm channeling frequencies and it's a combination of energy work and breath work at the same time to, you know, get people into these higher states of consciousness and for the healing to occur. And it's pretty miraculous the way it happens. So for someone that's listening and they're just not hundred percent familiar with energy frequencies, channeling, why don't you break that down um, in its simplest form to explain it to someone that's new to this? Yeah. So, you know, it's really about tapping into like a higher state of consciousness. So if you think about, you know, the frequency of 
joy or the frequency of unconditional love or the frequency of happiness, um, or even like how you feel about your kids. If you're a parent, like these are higher states of being, right. They feel elevated. They feel good. They, it feels like a truth. It feels supportive. It feels connective, right? So I am able to tune into that frequency. For example, it's almost like if you were tuning into a radio station, right? Like I'm able to tune into that frequency and then information just comes through me and it'll usually be based on the per the people that I'm working with or the person that I'm working with or the specific intention that I have for the breathwork session. So if it's just for one person or if it's for something specific, then, you know, the energy will be based on that and it will kind of have a frequency of clearing and healing whatever needs to be cleared. And then also, you know, activating the person into being able to experience these higher levels of consciousness. So for me, I've always just been, it's always just been really easy for me to tap into this. Even when I was in my early twenties, uh, doing breath work with people, I would always hear all of this information and messages coming through while they were breathing. But when I was younger, I didn't know what it was. And I just kind of shut it down or ignored it because I, I just thought I was making things up. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> um, so, but the, now that I'm more have a much better understanding of my gifts and abilities, I started realizing that as people were breathing, that was the time that the channel was really the most powerful. So I was able to like realize that I was tapping into these higher states of consciousness. So, you know, I think channeling is something that I think on some level, we all have the ability to do. It's just about tuning into a certain frequency and then allowing that energy to pour through you is the best way that I can describe it. And it's always going to feel like you would be able to know that you're tapping into a higher state of consciousness because of the feeling of it. It's going to feel connective and supportive, and it's going to feel like truth. So that is the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like this feeling of openness and yes, it's yes, definitely openness for sure. Yeah. Like when I, when I am in that state, it feels open. I feel connected. It also feels like very, um, supported. Like I just feel yes. held if that makes sense. Like I just feel held and supported and calm. Like that's that, yeah. that's like my conscious state when I'm in that place. So I'm curious, how do you use breath work? Cause I know being in that state all of the time, it feels like a very tall order and it doesn't feel realistic because <laughs> yeah. life is constantly happening. Right. Um, so how do you help someone get into that state? You know, once they are no longer in it or haven't been in it in a while. Yeah. So usually I'll help people shift their perspective. And I think that this is one of the most important things that we can do as humans that we don't, as many people don't even realize how powerful this is and that they have this power to literally change their lives, change their results, change their experience of reality simply by changing their perspective. So that's where I would start with somebody, right? So if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I feel this way about like, this is happening in my relationship, or this is happening with my money situation or in my business. I would immediately guide them towards shifting their perspective to looking at it from a 
a higher perspective, let's say, right? So I would shift it to look at what's happening instead of as nothing's working or why is this happening to me or why am I in this place again? I would immediately help them shift into seeing the ways that they're actually supported by the universe because that is the truth, right? Whatever is unfolding for us, even if it's not something that we want to happen or expected to happen, in some way it's in service to our growth and it's getting us toward the vision of where we know we're meant to go. We just don't always understand why or how from our human perspective, right? So I'm immediately going to help somebody shift their perspective into looking at it from more of like a broader, higher perspective or the perspective of their soul, the perspective of their higher self. So I'm going to help them shift into that place where they're able to look at it in a way that feels like you said, connective, supportive, loving, calm and held, right? So that would be the first thing I would do with somebody. And then I might help them pinpoint what are some of these old patterns and beliefs, either from their family wounding or from the ancestral lines or from society, maybe even past lives. What are some of these energies that might be lodged within the system energetically that are creating this lens through which they continuously look at the world? And I'll help them identify what those are so that they can notice when they're happening and shift them. And then we use breath work in support of that because breath work will help you a process the energy that we just pinpointed or that we just looked at and then b tap into the subconscious mind so i think this is another really important piece when we're talking about breath work why it's so powerful is because it's one of the few things that helps us connect and tap into the subconscious mind quickly so a lot of the results that we're experiencing in our lives are a projection of the subconscious mind. And that can be hard for people to, to reconcile because we don't know what our subconscious thoughts are. Most of our thoughts are in the subconscious mind and we're not aware of what they are because they're in our subconscious. <laughs> so the breath work will give us access to that. And we might have a perspective of like, oh, wow, I actually have this thought, you know, that was created in childhood around money because of what I witnessed in my parents. And this is actually what I'm projecting onto my reality. So we use the breath work to go into these deeper levels of awareness around what's going on with our psyche, within our subconscious mind. And then once you have that awareness, that perspective, it's much easier to shift it. And then the breath work will also just help you connect to the truth of who you are, right? Which is not any of this stuff. It's, it's actually much deeper. It's much higher. You have a much greater purpose. You have a mission that you agreed to carry out on the planet. And a lot of times when people use the breath work for a certain amount of time, they will continue to connect more and more deeply to that. They'll also receive messages around what they're meant to do or how they're meant to move forward. So many of my clients will get these really deep and profound levels of clarity on what they're meant to do, what they're meant to share, how they're meant to move forward. So it's just so powerful in so many ways because of the way it connects you to the deeper truth of who you really are. Mm. Oh gosh, there's so much goodness in there. So I love that the breath is the, like the easiest way to access the subconscious. Um, I definitely have noticed that, um, I've been doing this breath work called elemental breath work recently. 
and it's incredibly powerful. And it does bring up a lot of things. Like I remember doing breath work the other day and it just brought up these really terrible memories, like Mm -hmm. terrible. And luckily I have the tools to work with it, but after I felt exhausted and kind of sick after these memories came up. So obviously I shoved down these memories because they were so painful to deal with. And now that I have the tools to work with it, they come up. So how do you work with a client that has an experience like that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it will bring up, you know, stuff that you might have suppressed or that you kind of knew was there, but you didn't want to deal with, or you didn't allow yourself to really acknowledge the magnitude of how it impacted you. And that that stuff will come up when you breathe. And, you know, obviously I just want to say for everyone, it's very important to get support when these bigger things come up. It's not something that I would recommend, you know, working through on your own. So when something like this comes up, first of all, I will give the client time and space to acknowledge it and talk about it. Right. I think that that's the most important thing. And then I will really guide them to get to kind of the core of what was the belief that you created and you internalized about yourself and the world based on this thing that happened. Right. Cause usually when these things happen that are super impactful for us, we created a belief about ourselves and the world based on that. Right. So whether it's that there's something wrong with me, I'm not good enough whatever it is, we usually will create a belief based on that. And then we will move through the world, either projecting that belief on the world or overcompensating for that belief, right? So trying to make sure that no one knows that we're not enough or trying to make sure that no one knows there's something wrong with us by overproducing or overachieving or overgiving or people pleasing or whatever it is. So usually I'll help the person identify what that belief was and then how that's showing up in their life as a result of that. And then we will really get a clear picture of what that pattern is and how it's showing up so that when it happens, we can shift it. So It's really a process of acknowledging what happened, identifying the belief that's there, how it's showing up in their life, meaning how it's projected, they're projecting it on the world. And then once we have the awareness around that, we create a new vision for them, right? A new way of being. So if I wasn't operating from this place, how would I be operating? How do I desire to move through the world as I release this? So that kind of gives us a North star, right? It gives us a roadmap where once you notice that you're doing that old thing, or once you notice that you're operating from, you know, there's something wrong with me or I'm not good enough, then you have the opportunity to shift into this other version of yourself that I help you tune into and connect with and create. And and this is a process, right? And for a lot of things that are these deeper wounds that were more impactful and more defining of who we are and how we perceive the world, it's something that we work with at every level, right? So for these deeper wounds, like the mother wound, the father wound or stuff around money, it will come up at every new level, but we just get better and better at navigating it and shifting it as we get used to using these tools and just understanding the inner workings of our psyche and our energy. I love it. I think it's just funny, like the, the mother wound, the father wound, the money wound, like those Mm -hmm. three are also connected. Like, I think I've, Oh yeah. (laughs) It's so wild how 
even just talking about it, it's like seeing it, how it's all interwoven. (laughs) Yeah, it is so interwoven. And, and usually like the, and money, like the reason why I bring that up is, is because it's such a thing for everyone. But usually what happens is we project our core wounds onto money. So money itself is nothing, right? It's not, it's energy. It's not, it's neutral, but whatever it is, we felt wounded around, especially when it comes to being taken care of, feeling supported, feeling nurtured, feeling protected, like whatever wounds we have around that will usually project those onto money. So if we didn't feel supported growing up, or we were expecting to be disappointed in some way, because we were disappointed over and over again, especially by the father, it could be the mother too, but the money wound is usually more masculine. So we usually will project that, right? So it's like, where are we expecting money to not show up for us or expecting money to disappoint us or expecting to not be supported by money? Those are usually some pretty common things that I see people dealing with. Well, let's talk about that because I, I love being an example for my community. I'm always like, I am just on a journey trying to figure it out alongside them. And mm-hmm. this has been coming up a lot for me with um, the father wound and the money wound, because making, I've never made that connection before until you said that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, my, my dad passed away in November and we had a very complicated relationship. I used to say we didn't have a relationship, but that was my way of protecting my heart. It was just complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he passed and all the stuff that I've been, you know, shoving away has been coming up and it's been very healing. And I think my relationship with him is better now in a spiritual way, Uh, but that doesn't mean in the non-spiritual way that all of it's (laughs) gone away. Um, And that connection with money is very fascinating because I have had moments of just fear around money for no reason, Um, not feeling supported again, when all the evidence around me just shouts support. And Mm -hmm. there's really just been this interesting, I want to say it's a disconnect. And it was fascinating because I was talking to my partner about it. And I was saying, I feel disconnected from him, but that's not really what was going on because we couldn't be more connected. Like it's Mm -hmm. really that I think relationship that I had with my dad is what is actually causing the disconnect. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought this up because this is such a, this is such a powerful, simple, energetic shift that we can make. But a lot of, and believe me, your partner will show you exactly what it is that you need to heal. It's such a powerful mirror Mm -hmm. to have in relationship where like whatever you feel like that person is not doing or whatever your issue is with them, it is most likely in a shift that you are being invited to make and really usually doesn't have much to do with them. Literally Sadly, not. I always say, cause it's so much easier to blame them. <laughs> so convenient, but uh, like, so this is, and we can go a little bit deeper into this because this is just where my work is right now. It's abandonment and yeah. the simplest things have triggered this abandoned wound inside of me. And logically it makes zero sense. It just doesn't make sense. And even when I put myself in his shoes, probably like, what or like, what is going on? Like I'm creating something out of nothing, but obviously it's something from within 
myself. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just been bringing up so much of that lately. And I think it's because I, I just, I now have the capacity and the tools to process it because I have been doing breath work. I have been doing um, energy work. Like I'm just in that that space currently, but it doesn't make it any easier. That's why I want to bring this up because just because you have the tools and the support doesn't make it feel less uncomfortable. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you definitely have to walk through the discomfort of acknowledging how you actually felt. You know, I always say it's a lot of this is just about acknowledging how you actually felt, not how you think you should feel. Right. So that is a really big piece of it. And, and, you know, and then also whatever it is that goes along with that. Right. So, you know, for me, when I was doing a lot of work around my mom, it was actually being able to acknowledge the fact that she was emotionally abusive at times. And for me to be able to say that was really hard because at the same time, I love her and I, feel really connected with her. And I didn't like to have to say that about her, but that was my truth. Right. And in order for me to heal, I had to be able to say that. So it's things like that, that I think are hard to walk through. And then the other thing I will say about this is when someone passes away, I always see this on an energetic level that the, the ties that are cut when that happens, it kind of brings up and dislodges things that were kind of in place before that now kind of come up to be healed and acknowledged and shifted once they leave the earth. And I've seen it with so many people that I've supported when they lost a parent. So it's a huge opportunity for healing and reconciliation. And not to say you can't heal your relationships with your parents while they're alive either. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when someone passes away, it it brings all of that up for healing and for reconciliation. So I'm sure that's a piece of what's happening too. But yeah, it is having the tools and getting the support is is super important. But also, yes, it still requires you to walk the path of acknowledging and feeling your emotions and then also deciding how you're going to operate differently. And that's a moment to moment process, right? It's like one thing to, to decide that you don't want to be this way anymore. And it's quite another to have the willingness and dedication to shift the way you're operating in each moment from how you used to be to elevating to how you desire to be. Hmm. Yeah. That's, it is such a moment by moment thing because it really does change. And sometimes it's more of a hindsight that you notice it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It does. It's like the abandonment has come up multiple times since he's passed away. I'd almost mm-hmm. say like once a month. And and then obviously in hindsight, I can look back to all these other moments where I was triggered by seemingly innocent things and how my how I metabolized it. Like I can see it way further out now. Um yeah. And so how do you suggest using breathworks in that moment? Because it was almost like the most recent time, you know, once I sat with what was going on and why I was so triggered, I got to the root of it and I was like, okay, but that was like almost hours after the Mm -hmm. trigger. So do you have a strategy or a tool that you use with your clients when it's happening? 
or is it because it's like I know it's happening but I also like logically I know it's happening but in my body nothing it's like none of it's making sense Yeah. And that's the thing when we do have an emotion come up, it's really important to have the awareness of, I'm going to allow this emotion to move through me. Like it's okay for you to be there. Right. It's not like we have to say, Oh, I'm triggered. And somehow I magically snap my fingers and I'm out of it. Like that's usually not how it works. We kind of, once the emotion comes up and that chemical reaction is happening in your body, you kind of have to ride the wave of it, you know, but breath work can be very supportive in just helping you move through it in a more efficient way so that you're not spinning out in stories. And I think that's a really important thing to cultivate when we are, when we do have an emotion come up and we know it's something from the past, we know it's a wound. If we can sit and breathe and feel it and not create stories about what this person did or why it should be different or why is this happening or any of that, but we just let the emotion run through the body and we experience it as a felt body experience versus using the mind to try to like figure something out or create a story about what's happening. It actually moves through a lot more, a lot quicker. And the breath work can really help just facilitate that and allow yourself to really feel it. Cause I think what happens sometimes too, is the reason why we get so wrapped up in our minds is we're actually trying to avoid feeling the thing, but if we just go right into it and feel it, it usually actually dissipates pretty quickly and it doesn't last too, too long. So Mm -hmm. if we can use the breath work in that sense, and then if you pair it with some journaling too, that can also be really supportive because the journaling will just help you understand what you're even feeling in the first place. And I like to play with journaling and then breathing or then, or breathing first and then journaling, they both have benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're in a heightened state, probably breathing first and then journaling would be really helpful. Uh, but like I said, I think the most powerful thing you can do is allow yourself to experience the emotion without trying to figure anything out or creating a story around it. Yeah. I think that's the key. I think it's easier for me to do that with smaller things, but it's right. like bigger moments that feel so intense that it's like the constant work. It's always in the work of it. And like you said, it never goes away and each level you get better at it. But I also think each level comes with like almost a bigger, <laughs> like almost more intensity is what it feels like. The intensity of it is just- It can be, yeah. And I think, you know, one of the other things I really teach people um, in all areas of my business is to create- a loving relationship with your inner child, because the, the part of you that's feeling that is not the version of you today, right? It's the five, six, seven-year-old version of you or however old you were when that thing happened. That's the part of you that's getting triggered and is actually asking to be seen, acknowledged, comforted, heard, whatever it is. So the more that we can 
provide that for that version of us in those moments. That's also really helpful, not only in the healing process, but the integration of all parts of ourselves, because usually what ends up happening is that part of us that's wounded, we end up pushing her away, not because we really want to, but because we don't really know what else to do. Um, Cause we're like, okay, well, this should be healed already. And I'm, and we just kind of ignore that version of us instead of actually embracing her and giving her what she needs in that moment. So that's another big piece that I teach people as well is how to create a loving relationship and compassionate relationship with that version of you who was wounded. Mm, I love that. And that's, it's honestly been, that's, that's been my work lately is connecting. I, I tell, I ask her, I'm like, what do you need love? Like it's, always that pause, that moment of like, this isn't actually me right now. This is my inner child. What, like, what does she need that helps facilitate that mixed with the journaling mixed with the breath work. So all of this is so good. So good, Elise. So, um, I'm, I want to make sure before we wrap up, we talk about, you know, we kind of talked about the, the mother wound, the father wound, the money wound, how it's all interwoven. And I know you have lately been doing a lot of work around money uh, activation through breath work. So I'd love to know your process with that, because I think, you know, I work with so many clients and money always comes up. Like that is a deep, deep wound that um, people are always trying to focus on. And I would say have the hardest time working on it. So how do you use breath work to help facilitate that? Well, I think, you know, there's multiple ways and this is like a very multi multi-dimensional process. So I feel like, at, you know, just from a high, the highest level perspective, the breath work will connect you with the truth of who you are. And that is completely connected to all of the infinite abundance of the universe, right? So the more that we heal the trauma of, you know, not only our families, but the ancestral trauma of lack and scarcity and all of these old ways of perceiving the world, we naturally open up to more, right? And as we expand, you know, just our openness and view of the universe, we expand our capacity to hold more, not only money, but just all of the abundance and bounty that the universe has to offer. So there's a lot of ways that breathwork can help with this. But one of the things that I think is really important to understand is just the way that we allow ourselves to feel supported by life itself, you know, because money is really actually supportive, right? It's the way that we feel safe. It's the way that we feel supported. It's the way that we feel connected. It's the way that we feel in flow. It's the way that we feel freedom, right? So what I like to do too, is to get people to really acknowledge like, well, what is it that you actually want to feel when you have money, right? And most of the time it's safety, freedom, support. So we really can use the breath work to access those feelings and feel them now so that we become an energetic match for the money to come in. But I really do feel that as we allow ourselves to feel these deeper and deeper levels of support, safety and connection to our inner knowing, then being able to bring in and hold more money is like a natural byproduct of just the way that we're being in general, you know, and obviously there are 
like very tactical things we can do too, to bring in more money around like business and strategy and just creating more ways for people to pay you, continuing to up-level what you're investing and also what you're charging so that you expand, you know, making like normalizing bigger and bigger price points. I do think there's a ton of value in that. And for me, I feel like a lot of the ways I've raised my own income is by normalizing, investing more in myself as by normalizing higher and higher numbers as being no big deal. Cause I do think there's a way that when we expand our capacity and normalize bigger numbers, it just feels normal to, you know, whereas at one point maybe receiving $2,000 would have felt like a lot. And now it's like no big deal, you know? So, but we use the breath to expand our feeling and emotional state into what it is that we want to feel. So hopefully that explains it. I feel like there's so many places I can go with money and healing and breath work, but I feel like what I've seen for everybody is that as they go through and use the tools that I create around breath work and healing and expanding their income, the money starts to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the byproduct. It kind of seems like the the byproduct. Yeah. And I feel like if we just focus on the money piece, it doesn't really translate. Whereas if we focus on the whole picture and expanding and changing just who we are on the inside and how we're relating to ourselves in the world and what we're expecting of ourselves in the world, meaning like expecting to feel supported in our desires, expecting things to work out better than you can imagine, expecting the universe to support you in whatever you move forward in doing, like always expecting that those things are a given, then the money shows up to support that. So I think it's less about like, ooh, what do I do about money? And more about who am I being as I walk through life? Hmm. So good. I love that. It's like you, once those, those air, like that's a line and who you're being and how you're feeling and the frequency that you're at, that you access through breath work, then the mm-hmm. money becomes a byproduct of it. So you can see that as almost a result or a reward for stepping into who you want to be. So I know you have yeah. a breathwork activation. Um, do you yes. have a, you have that as a resource that people can download, right? Yes. It's my breathwork session for financial freedom. And, um, I'll give you the link to that, but if you go to my website, elisebreeds.com, yeah. you can sign up and it'll be sent to your inbox. Um, and also it's in my, uh, bio in my Instagram as well. And you can download it there. Um, uh, amazing. Okay. So good. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? Um, The only other thing I would say is I know you spoke about um, the father wound and money. And I actually just did a whole podcast episode on that. So I just want everyone to go listen to it because it's a much deeper, uh, you know, I go much deeper into that topic and what it really means, how to understand how it's showing up for you and how to shift it. So if you check out my podcast, Reclaiming Consciousness, I have a whole episode on that. Um, Amazing. That's a very timely episode. I know I feel like so much and everything we talked about could have been its own episode, but I hope for my listeners that this was a good introduction into this work because the connection between breath work and your higher self 
is undeniable. And this yes. is such a beautiful way of representing it. So thank you so much, Elise, for your time. Um, this is awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. So if um, people can listen to your podcast, they can download the um, money activation, um, financial freedom activation, and anything else that you want to share about where they can find you or anything that you're up to in the world. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Elise underscore breathe. And if you follow my stories, that's kind of like the most up-to-date things of the newest stuff in my world. But, um, you know, I have my breathwork membership beyond the matrix, which is a great place to come in and experience live breath work once a month. And plus there's a ton of other stuff you get in the membership. So that's kind of a great place to start if you want to access my type of breath work and just what can happen when you start doing it. So that would be a great place to start for people. Amazing. Okay. I will make sure that that is all linked in the show notes. Uh, okay. So my last question for you, um, I know you have, since we've been talking about psychic abilities and you have access to like channeling. Um, if I were to ask, you know, your friends and family, what your superpower is, what do you think they would say? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I truly believe that my super, I'm going to say like two things that are kind of related, but I found as I've in the last few years grown my business, I think relationships is my superpower and self-awareness. And I think that those two things are what has helped me grow my business so quickly is just my ability to be super self-aware and shift things when they needed to be shifted. And also my ability to create relationships with mentors, colleagues, clients. Um, I didn't realize I was really good at that until people started telling me. So, um, I think it would be those two things. I love it. Oh, well, those are very important superpowers. And I think that, I mean, if self-awareness is the key to all change and transformation. So it makes sense that if that's your superpower, why your growth <laughs> has been so exponential. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with me and my community. Um, I look forward to continuing this conversation. I'm definitely going to listen to that episode on your podcast this week. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. That was such a fun episode. Such a great interview. I have been obsessed with breath work lately. I have been on my own journey since having Ellie, my experience in my birth. And if you haven't listened to the episode about my birthing story, I highly suggest you do because you don't often hear the positive ones. And there's a couple of reasons why I think when you have a positive birthing experience, you feel guilty because that's not the case for a lot of women. And then you feel like shame um, when you bring it up. And I want to shift that paradigm because I know that I, one of the reasons why I had such a good birthing experience was because one of my friends, after she had her baby messaged me and was like, oh my gosh, that was the craziest experience. You're going to love it. Like she primed my brain without realizing it. Anyway, that's not what this outro is about. This outro is about breath work. And I experienced the power of breath work by giving birth to my daughter. I breathed her out. It was everything. It was life-giving. It was life-reinforcing. It brought life into the world. My breath brought life into the world. And when I was pregnant, I couldn't really tap into the 
power of breathwork because there's certain breathwork techniques that you can't use because you're pregnant. So after I had Ellie, I started dabbling more into deeper practices and it has transformed my life. I will say that this year has been the biggest challenge for me internally, naturally, by becoming a mom and finding my identity again and all of that. And breath has really brought me home. And what I mean by home is my internal home. And it's really helped me connect to myself in a deeper way. It's helped me work through some blocks and resistance and some past trauma. And it's also brought up a lot of suppressed trauma. And now I am getting the support that I need to work through it. And it's all because I unlocked it with the breath. And it's just one of those things that have is changing. Like I'm in the process of it changing my life. I've been doing it consistently since the beginning of the year and I've been diving deeper into practices. So it's incredible. And what's really cool about breath work is you don't need anything but yourself. (laughs) You don't need anything but yourself. And so you can give yourself the space to just breathe and you just start very simply because yes, we take for granted that we have, we're breathing, like our body is just automatically breathing without us having to try, which is incredible. But when your breaths are short, it's because of stress. And so when you learn how to inhale and really intentionally exhale, you start to slow down your breathing, which dysregulate brings not dysregulates, it helps manage a dysregulated nervous system by downregulating your nervous system. So when your breath is really short, it's going into that fight or flight response. But when your breath is long and extended, you're telling your body that you're not under attack, that you're safe. And it's just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. You're going to hear me talk about breathwork a lot more on this podcast because I'm on my own journey in my breathwork practice and I'm on my journey to become a breathwork facilitator so I can bring it to you because I'm always strengthening my practices because I want to best serve my people. Um, That's you. So anyway, that's what I have to say about this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast community as always please let me know if you have any feedback. Um, I've gotten a couple of messages that have just warmed my heart and and I I have to share and I got to give a shout out to Natalie because she told me the other day that she has listened to every single one of my podcasts since I started and it's helped her develop emotional intelligence and it helped her get through really hard times. And so Natalie, if you're listening to this, I'm just giving you a shout out. Thank you so much for being here, for listening and sharing this with me because it's why I do this. And so if you know someone that might benefit from this episode, share it with them, share it with them, leave a review, help me spread this message, help me reach more people because I'm only one person. I'm only one person. And if we can help share this message, we will impact the world and make positive change. Even if you don't share the podcast and you just incorporate the tangible things that you learn on the podcast, that will make the world a better place. So anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit about where I'm at on my journey with breathwork and why it's so important to me. So I hope that you just explore, have a little curiosity and see how it can benefit your life. Okay, my friend, one last thing before we wrap up. I created an idea framework. And if you know me or you know my work or you've listened to my clients' sex stories, something that I do with my clients is I help bring their ideas into the world. And that can be a tangible idea. It's like a business idea, a podcast, a blog, but it's also intangible ideas. It's 
it's intangible. It's like, I want to feel better in my life. I want to create more joy. I want to have better work-life balance. Those are all ideas. We don't realize it, but it's just an idea that we have to better our life. And so if you have an idea that you have just been taking up real estate in your mind, it's time to plant the seeds. And I want you to join me for a six week journey to create a path for your idea to come to life. Now, it's obviously within reason. If you want to start a business and a brick and mortar, it's going to take more than six weeks. But at the end of six weeks, you could have a business plan in place. You can have action steps. And most importantly, you will embody the energy to make it happen. So if this is calling to you, please let me know because I want you to join me on this journey. We're going to start at the end of September and I want to show you the idea framework. We go from ideation to creation to implementation. And it is such a fun process. I do this for myself. I do this with my clients. And if you have some you want to bring into the world, we can make it happen in six weeks. So if this is calling to you, schedule a call with me to make sure that that A, is possible. I mean, anything's possible, but obviously there's some guidelines within six weeks. The cool thing about this offer is if you don't bring the idea into life or it doesn't work for you, then you get your money back. So it's really risk-free and it's a really low entry point. So this is calling to you. Schedule a call. Let's chat about it. And then we'll go from there. All right, my friend. Thank you so much again. I just love you so, so, so much. Until next time, remember to love yourself. Let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. Until next time.